This hour of gameplay is brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. You're listening to Gameplay with Matthew Cause on TSN 1050. Embrace the odds. I want winners. All right, I don't normally do this where I throw it to my producer in the first 30 seconds of the show. Welcome, everyone. This is Gameplay on TSN 1050. It's brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. And I'm actually on FanDuel right now looking at the Raptors-Milwaukee Bucks game, 7.30 tonight, back-to-back for the Raptors and the Bucks. And I have one question. Do we know, is Giannis playing tonight, Producer Josh? I, I'm trying because I know he's missed a bunch of games, and I'm looking around. I'm trying to find if he is starting tonight. He's He's got prop bets on FanDuel, which would make me think he's playing, but I don't know. Well, happy Tuesday to you, Matt. How happy you doing? Happy Tuesday. I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to hear. Uh, yes. I'm back after a a wild Friday with the tap man. It was a good time. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it was it was busy. absolutely crazy. Busy fella. I heard. I heard <laughs> about that. But you know what that that's that's always good for young producers to have a couple uh have a couple days where there's technical issues there are. because you grow. You grow as a producer and as a person during some of those crazier moments. Absolutely you do. So to your first question, I did see that Giannis Antetokounmpo's odds are on FanDuel for this evening against the Toronto Raptors. But now the question we ask, there's been no injury report for Giannis as of right now. Uh-huh. He's currently a game-time decision, and there's been no further clarification on if he plays. There's also been no further indication if Chris Middleton plays tonight. So how much will those change or shift the odds right now? Yeah, like right now the Raptors are a five-point underdog in Milwaukee back-to-back. Now, Milwaukee also has one as well. I would say that he would play tonight only because it's knee soreness, and maybe they kept him out for one more game and said, okay, you can play one of these two of the back-to-backs. Which one do you want to do? And Giannis is also a guy who plays a lot. Certainly having does. said all that, yeah, having said all that, maybe take the uh, – Drew Holiday over 19 and a half points at minus 102 because uh, Drew's coming off like he had like 30, 35 points, 11 assists, and that comeback went for the Bucks over the Pacers. And it's his third consecutive game of the double double. So, you know, take a look at some of those uh, those combo bets with, uh, with Drew Holiday. He's looking good. And Matt, if Giannis Antetokounmpo plays this evening, his line has dropped two points. When he played the Raptors last in that absolute thriller where Gary Trent Jr. went went off yeah. and the Raptors lost an OT yep. off the amazing Giannis pass. Yep, to Grayson Allen. To Grayson yep. Allen, corner three, hits it. It is at 31.5 tonight. And with the way the Raptors' defense has been going against Stars, we've been harping on this for the last couple of weeks. It's a hit or miss because I was actually on the R.J. Barrett over. 18.5 ah. points on FanDuel against the Raptors yesterday. And you know how that ultimately turned up. And yes, the Raptors, I do. <laughs> yes, Barrett had a monster game. Of course Vicious dunk, but got to give credit to the boys in Toronto. Oh, the Toronto God, Raps. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no. And listen, Scotty Barnes, fantastic. Fred Van Vliet with 33 points. 
Um, and a nice comeback for Toronto. The Knicks led 101-92 with five and a half minutes to play. Toronto, 12-3 run, a lot of it by Van Vliet. You know, it's one thing, and we'll talk to Andrew Cayley. He's going to join us at 2.30. There's all these reports now about um, Mark Stein and Yahoo and Sham Sharnia and The Athletic. Everyone is circling the Raptors as, quote, um, the team that is the most fascinating franchise to watch before the deadline. That coming from The Athletic. And now there's reports the Suns and the Magic, they might have, uh, you know, that they they're potential suitors for Van Vliet. I wonder how much this impacts him at all in terms of his production on the court. I'm sure he's, you know, he's very good at just being able to, you know, as a professional to shut everything out. Mm-hmm. But I do wonder. I, I I wonder, you know, what does that do for you? What does that do for your production? Does that have any impact whatsoever? When it comes from a prop bet uh, point of view, I, I I guess it does, and I I guess it changes his perspective in a way. But he is one of the only players on the Raptors where I can fairly say he's kept it even, Steven. He's kept it really clear within his lane. He knows what his priorities are. We saw, we even heard on the JJ Redick podcast a couple weeks back there, Matt, where he was yes, maybe criticizing his own team, criticizing himself, but he never to- totally lost the loyalty. Right, and he continues to oh, harp yeah. on his teammates, saying, "We're going to get this done. We know what the absolute road that we have to take is. We know the, I guess the the ways to win. But when you have a team like the Phoenix Suns on you, when you have it like an emerging um, lineup where they see you like a cornerstone point guard with the Orlando Magic, what do you say to yourself? And how much money is in this?" That will be the number one question mark. Not really the production of his lineup or, or himself as a player, but what is the money factor and how much are these teams willing to offer? I'll just say this. we If he does get traded, we are going to miss him a lot. I'll just leave it at that. We'll get into it more because we had a horrible yet fascinating end to wild card weekend, and that is the subject of my opening thought. Time now for Matt's opening thought. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? And here we go. I mean, it's really nothing more than a self-absorbed monologue, a chance for Matt to rant about something and pretend he's a serious radio personality instead of a gas bag. Let's face it, he stole this idea from Dennis Miller. Now, I don't want to get off on a rant here. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Watching Tom Brady last night... I couldn't help but think of John Elway. For people who don't remember the Bronco great and first ballot Hall of Famer, I get it. That's okay. Like, I, I get angry. Why doesn't everyone younger than me remember everything that I remember? The man retired nearly 25 years ago. So if you're 30, you, you probably don't remember him playing. Think of, think of Justin Herbert, but with a stronger arm. That's John Elway. And, and I'll get back to Elway in a moment. Last night's 31-14 blowout win by Dallas over Tampa was all about humiliation. Brett Mahar, the Cowboys kicker, missed four straight extra points. He became a punching bag on social media. And I suspect for all the smart people not on social media, he was also getting made fun of. I was joking, his extra points became must-watch TV. The Cowboys, remember they went for it on fourth and four from their own 18. A 35-yard field goal is short, but like, no, we can't trust our kicker. They go for it. CeeDee Lamb is wide open. 
Dallas goes up 31 to 6. I was seething with anger at ESPN because you know what happened right after that? Brett made the extra point. They didn't show it. They didn't show his fifth attempt at an extra point. He finally made one. Oh, God, I wanted to see it. Anyway, and as for Brady last night, last night was, you know, one of the first times where everyone could come out en masse and wonder, why did he return this year? They could speculate, you know, if that's the reason why he got divorced and and everyone can proclaim he should retire. And Brady was horrible. Bad throws, one hops, indecisive. For the first time in over two decades, he acted his age. Watching him struggle was a stark reminder that no athlete, no matter how great he or she is, that they all struggle and none of them get to write their own glorious endings. Every great athlete, their careers never end the way they want. And, and I'll stick, you know, at either poor play, injuries, getting released in the most awkward way. And, and I'm talking about non I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about non-team sports athletes. I'm not talking about Floyd Mayweather retired as an unbeaten champ or GSP. I'm talking about team sports. And the list of athletes who got to retire with them at the top of their game is short. It's Jim Brown in the mid-60s. It's Sandy Koufax in 1966. It's Ken Dryden in 1979 at the age of 31. So... Not many examples of players in the last 40 years. you got to go back more than four decades. Someone said, what about Peyton Manning? Nope, I know he won a Super Bowl at the end of his career. He was a shell of himself. Brock Osweiler was a better quarterback. So back to Elway for a second. You see, John Elway, he is the ultimate shining example of that great athlete who got to retire on top. If, If you remember so many years of losing in the Super Bowl, then he went back-to-back in 97 and 98. His last game ever played, he was the Super Bowl MVP, and then Elway retired. That's the definition of going out on top. Perfect. He was 38 years old when he retired. So what about Tom Brady? Should he have done the same thing as Elway? My answer to that is no. And I bring this up because I looked at when did Elway retire? Oh, at 38. What's Tom Brady done since he turned 38 years old? Just look at his career from 38 onwards. He's had eight seasons. He's thrown for just under 36,000 yards, 257 touchdowns, and 69 not very nice interceptions while completing 65% of his passes. Since turning 38, Brady has more yards than Jim Kelly, Steve Young, Troy Aikman, and Kurt Warner. The guy has basically averaged 4,500 yards, 32 touchdowns, and nine picks. That's insane. In that time, he's won two more Super Bowls and nine other playoff wins. You take all the yards and touchdowns. Take them all. All of them. Take all the yards and touchdowns thrown by quarterbacks from the age of 40 and onwards. All of them combined. They don't equal Brady. Same for touchdown passes. And I'm including the final years of Brett Favre and Drew Brees. And you know what I often say? Forget about what number one does. What's the gap between number one and number two? You know, sometimes some of those Usain Bolt 100-meter runs. Do you know Brady has over 20,000 more passing yards than the number two most productive quarterback at the age of 40 and beyond? 
That was Vinny Testaverde. His career has never been cut short by injury. That about Brady might be the most remarkable part. Look at what we have now in the NFL. Tua and all the concussions. Russell Wilson looks beat up. Lamar Jackson keeps missing games, and his career is in jeopardy. Yet there is Brady. Do you know since he turned 38 years old, Brady has missed a total of four games. Do you know why he missed them? The Deflategate scandal. Nothing to do with injuries. The only one who got hurt was the bruised ego of Roger Goodell and the Indianapolis Colts. So this is a long way of me saying I don't look at last night as a humiliation of Tom Brady. Rather, it's a celebration of all that he has done. An embarrassing night for sure. The real shame is him looking like that maybe father time is again undefeated. Him losing was a bummer for all us humans on planet Earth. It's a reminder that, yes, maybe one day we'll all die. Tom Brady was the one going, wait a minute. If Brady can do it, maybe the rest of us can. Just put down the booze and the sugar and, and, and pick up the organic something or other. Maybe the, most, uh, the, the best compliment I could give for Tom Brady. Remember when the Bucks got that onside kick last night? They were down 31-14. I think we actually got nervous for a moment, which was stupid. There was two minutes left. They were down by three scores. But you see, that's Brady. And then he goes deep to Mike Evans, and Mike Evans drops it. The drive ends and downs. But for a moment, I wondered, could he get it done again? Which was ridiculous. Because the only way the Bucks would have won would have been if they had broken the laws of time and science. Something Brady has done for the last decade. And that is my opening thought. I'm finished. And I don't know about you. What for you uh, was the biggest story? Was it Dak Prescott looking great, Tom Brady looking bad, or a kicker missing four extra points? <laughs> it went in levels, Matt. So it, it started off with the missed kicks. Like, how is this happening? I know yes. I understand the Cowboys are up. What's going on here? Brady isn't scoring any points. Buccaneers aren't ruling at all. And then the missed kicks start to happen. And then, yeah. all of a sudden, Dallas offense picks it up even more. Passing touchdown. Michael Gallup all the way down the field. Like, there's no chance the Buccaneers come back. Julio Jones closes out the first half. Well, well there's their touchdown. Yep. And then, it went to the Brady storylines. Saying, oh, yeah. what is next here? You saw all the camera angles point towards him. It started off with him before... Dak Prescott's arguably best game of his career and America's yep. team. It was, where is Brady going next? There is Brady with his parents. There he goes, walking back to the locker room. Because so, that was a bigger story. Bra- Brady is, yeah, Brady is the biggest story. And like I remember thinking about it. We're all focused on the kicker. But because Dallas was kicking the crap out of Tampa, the kicker missing the extra points didn't matter. No. And when he missed the first one, we're all thinking the same thing. Uh-oh, missing an extra point. That always comes and bites you on the ass. But not when you're taking on a team that got outscored, that uh, Atlanta, Carolina, and, uh, and who else? And New Orleans. All of them had a better scoring differential than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They did. So, like, last night was, yeah, last night was a reminder, Tampa's really bad. Tampa's a really bad team. So those extra points didn't matter. And so the, the story became, is this the end of Tom Brady? 
we'll we'll deal with Dak Prescott, you know, going up against that 49ers defense. We'll talk about that, um, at, you know, later in the week, maybe even starting tomorrow. We'll look at the lines and, and things like that. But now you were too young. You you were, were you even you were barely you might not have been born when John Elway retired. But John Elway's the greatest example of an athlete and a team sport ending on top. Yeah, that was that was, was before before my watching days of the NFL. I I yeah, know of course I know obviously know about John Elway's illustrious career. Like can't go wrong with his MVPs, Hall of Famer, nine time Pro Bowler, and the co- kind of comparison to you said Brady, right? But now it's well, he's like, Justin Herbert. No, oh, oh, well, no, he like for people who never watched him play, Elway is Justin Herbert with a better arm. That's who Elway is. But the day Elway retired, Elway was thirty eight. Brady, from the age of 38 on, has thrown for more yards than Kurt Warner, Steve Young, Jim Kelly, Troy Aikman. That's how crazy Brady's career is, what he did after the age of 38. And, Matt, I know we'll get to this in our Tuesday Top 5 on what Brady will do next and our opinions on where he will trek in his career. But we do have to give credit (laughs) to this Cowboys roster because there was that narrative of, oh, you haven't beat Brady. Oh, Brady's beat you. Oh, you haven't won on the road. But now yep. it's like, is this team going to move forward? Is this team going to kind of crunch all the narratives? They're a really good team. Like They have been all year. I said before that Dallas would kill them. Yeah, I can show you with my group text. Some people are going, what do you think is going to happen tonight? I said Dallas is going to blow out Tampa. I felt really, really good about that. And they did. They went out and and destroyed Tampa, and I was not at all shocked by what we saw. I wasn't either. The Cowboys were legitimately the better team coming in. I know the line was close. It was only around two and a half. So the Cowboys took this game, ran with it, had a steady lead. But, Matt, was there ever a doubt that Brady wouldn't make that game entertaining near the end? With the onside kick, they recover. I know. (laughs) There was already talks of, oh, is is this happening again? Like, is this Brady magic and, again? And then, and then it would. And then it, it, yeah, and then it couldn't happen. No, it's like, no, it's two no. minutes left, and you need three scores. But for a moment, you're like, oh, is this going to happen? That's the power of Tom Brady, where a stupid thought, actually, you entertain a stupid thought for a moment. <laughs> and maybe that is one of the ultimate tip of the caps of the guy. For sure. On, uh, on the other side of the show, let's, um, you know what, we'll, we'll spin the wheel of sound. And also, we'll take a look at uh, we'll take a look at some other bets. I got a couple of bets that I like in the Raptors Bucks game, so we'll do that. I'm uh, it's a, it's a packed show. We got Andrew Kaylee, we got Robert Mays, David Pagnotta to talk some hockey. It is a packed one here on Gameplay. Hey, whoa! Welcome back, everyone. This is Gameplay. I am your host, Matthew Cause. I want to tell you that TSN 1050 wants you to be an unofficial correspondent at the Waste Management Open in Arizona, which is just, I mean, just so much fun. All you got to do, just listen to First Up every weekday for the daily Waste Management keyword. If you hear it, be sure to tune into Overdrive that same day. So you hear the keyword on First Up, listen to Overdrive. When you hear the cue to call, you call in, you know the number, 416-870-1050. 
the first caller through with the correct keyword for that day. First off, they win something. You win a $100 Golf Town gift card, and you qualify for the grand prize draw. But what is the grand prize? I'm glad you asked. It is an airfare for two to Scottsdale, Arizona, from the 9th to the 13th of February. Four nights stay in the hotel. Two tickets um, uh, for the waste management open for the closing weekend. You get an additional $500 Golf Town gift card, a custom full bag fitting at Golf Town Studio X, and $500 cash to spend on the trip. Trip. First up with Korolnik and Koliakova will be calling our grand prize winner on February 3rd. Friday, February 3rd. For full contest details, you know, they're all available at TSN1050.ca. And you'll have more fun there than you would at the Super Bowl. As someone who's wandered around Super Bowls before, the uh, being in Arizona, you're going to have a much, much better time. Would you have thought producer josh that at this point in the season the leafs at home would be minus 184 minus 184 to beat the florida panthers not really not at the beginning really. of the season at all yeah well the, the panthers came in as the third best team to win the stanley cup yeah, yeah. what a downfall this team has gone through yes the highlights of matthew Kachuk has been I guess a sight to watch throughout the team. But other than that, it's really been a like negative-type year. Brandon Montour, their head defenseman, is second in points. What does that say? Oh, over a yeah. roster that they harped on that the offensive talents of Barakov, Verhage, Reinhardt are going to stand out. And then it's just Kachuk and everybody else. They are minus five. The Buffalo Sabres have a far better scoring differential than them. And Bobrovsky has been, Bobrovsky has been great. Look, let me ask you right now. Leaf fans, right now, what would you rather have? And salaries count. Bobrovsky or Samsonov and Matt Murray? And I know that uh, in the last little while, their numbers are down. Murray's numbers and Samsonov's numbers, they are down since like uh, mid-December. And I get that. But what would you rather have right now, Bobrovsky and that contract or Samsonov and Matt Murray? I, 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 okay, we're, talk, we're talking Bobrovsky of the now. Like we're talking not yes, of, of course. Bobrovsky. Uh, thir- no, no. You get these versions right now. You're not getting, you know, the Bobrovsky of, say, like 2017. No. You know, 921 save percentage, goals against the 2.42. You're talking about a guy who has his second worst goals against of his entire career and tied for the worst save percentage of his entire career, and you get that salary and 34-year-old Sir, Sergei Bobrovsky. Well, it's the easy answer has to be Murray and Samsonov, right? Because even at the start of the season, yes, their numbers have dipped, but their save percentage of 91 is still pretty solid, Matt. And yep. we're still putting them up there into the conversation that they can keep them in the games, Right. That has been the major storyline. Yes, it's dipped over the last couple of weeks. That also has to come with Maple Maple Leafs' defensive lapses, which we saw a ton on Saturday night against Boston, which cost them. But the easy answer, and my answer, is Samsonov and Murray. Because it's it's hard to go with Bobrovsky now. Of course. At the beginning of the year, do you think your answer would have been that? No. Not at all. Not at all because we we were talking about two backup goaltenders against a guy yeah. who's had a solid career for the Panthers. 
the the bigger thing here about a game like this, and there's a lot of things here. Hey, you know, the Leafs want to bounce back after that sloppy affair against Boston. The Florida Panthers are, I think, about three, four points out of a final wild card. They want to bounce back and show that this team is closer to the one that won the President's Cup than the one that's, you know, that may be in the running for Connor Bedard. Yeah, like, like obviously there's all of that. But it still goes to this one big story of this offseason. And we saw with the Colorado Panthers getting rid of their goalie. And we saw with the Maple Leafs going, no, Jack Campbell won't do it. We believe we can take a chance on uh, we can take a chance on who we have in net. But just the the nature of how important is it to have that elite number one goalie? It was always you gotta have that number one goalie. We used to always talk in the playoffs. How far are you gonna go? Well, how far will your goalie take you? And now what we've seen in the NHL the last couple of years is those narratives are getting challenged. That unless you legit, unless you actually have Vasilevsky, then how much does it really matter? It doesn't. And it's, you know, and, and you know, Shesterkin, not as good this year as it was last year. And, you know, there, there are all these examples. There are. All these examples. Yeah. And, Matt, before, before we head out, quick yeah. super question for you. Yeah. Who yeah. do you think at this point of the season won that Hubert Okachuk trade? Like, would you rather be the player leading the team, but you're way out of a playoff spot? Or yeah. the Flames, where you haven't really produced as much, as much as Kachuk, around 25 points less, but you're in a solid spot. Your team is significantly better in the, in the overall standings, and you have more of a crucial role than rather I just being I... the, the guy that's standing out. I think Calgary won because it uh, won this, uh, and it, again, it's early in some of this we might not know for a couple of years, but I think Calgary won because the leverage on them was so much more difficult. What they were dealing with last summer where there was a moment of desperation where everyone left. And I, I wonder now, if you could go back in time, Johnny Goudreau, uh, I, I, the school systems must be the greatest in Columbus. They must, like every school there must be, must be Yale and Harvard and Princeton and Ryerson and DeVry wrapped into one. Cause the Blue Jackets are last. They are last in the East. Only the Blackhawks are worse. Do you think Johnny Goudreau does that deal? Do you think Florida does that deal? I think Calgary does that deal if they lose to, after they lost Johnny Goudreau. What a weird off season when we compare it to where the standings are today. Wouldn't have expected it at all. <laughs> ah, sports. They're fun. All right. On the other side of the show, Andrew Cayley's going to join us, and we will do uh, we'll look at a little NBA betting, and we'll see where it takes us. That is uh, coming up next. I'm Matthew Cause. You are listening to Gameplay right here on TSN 1050. This is Gameplay on TSN 1050. How much you want to make a bet I can throw a football over the mountains? Embrace the odds. I want winners. All right, I'm going to go in a very different direction uh, to start this interview with Andrew Cayley, senior betting analyst. From Covers.com, Andrew, more likely place to hear this song at an NBA game, at a wedding, or at any bar from 1999 to 2007? 
if it was my wedding, then the answer is my wedding. But then mm-hmm. if not, then it's the bar from the early 90s, 2000s. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I remember in my university year, like maybe my last year of high school, all the university years and those couple years after university where you're still going to clubs and bars until you find the right partner. And then thankfully, you never go back again. You uh, never but yes. go back. <laughs> Never go back again. Oh, my God. Never go back again. But I, at some point, you always heard jump around. Always. And it's just, it was great because, you know, not me. I'm very, I'm a fantastic dancer. Ask anyone. But for the rhythmically challenged, jump around was always a nice safety net for people. Oh, yeah. It just got that easy beat. You don't have to get it too complicated with those moves. And it's, yeah, uh, yeah, it it keeps you, it keeps you on the floor, but uh, not out of your element. Yes, exactly. On the floor, but not out of your element. I like that. Okay, I am. Um, are you okay? This question is a bad one. I'm treating you as a reporter, <laughs> or like that you're working the wire. Do you know what's going on with Giannis? The Raptors Milwaukee Bucks line it literally on Fanduel was locked out, and now it's minus three for the Milwaukee Bucks. It was minus five before. It keeps dropping. This screams to me: Giannis's knee soreness is going to keep him out of the game tonight. That's what, as a person who follows lines, that's what that would tell me. Even though this happened when they played back on January 4th in that horrible, disgusting, ugly, yet somehow can't keep your eyes away trend wreck of a game that they played, um, that number kept dropping, and then Giannis ended up playing that game. That game was also the second half of a back-to-back as well. Um I'm just going to let the line keep dropping and I'll probably bet the bucks because uh, I I've been seeing these Raptors lines come out for a couple of weeks now. And it feels like to me that odds makers just aren't properly evaluating how bad they've been. You can tell it feels like there's, there's some algorithm that says the Raptors should be better than they are. And yeah, we, anyone who watches the Raptors, thinks they should be better than they are right now, but that's just not the case. They're even, even though they're coming off that win yesterday, uh, against the Knicks in overtime, that they they keep getting too much value uh, on these spreads, and like I said, if this number keeps dropping, I'm just gonna be happily taking the Bucks at at a lower number than it should be. But oh. but you're right, it, it hints it hints that Jan is not playing, but uh, just keep your eye on on the line and overall. Okay, so th- this goes to another question that I wasn't even thinking of asking, but, you know, if you follow the team closely on social media, you know the Raptors have a bit of a reputation about being the kings of the fake comeback. And where <laughs> we, and on one level, good on them for never giving up. On another level, hey, maybe don't get down by 20 so often. But do you think that impacts the lines at all, that the at the end of the game, the final score is often closer than what it really reflects. I wonder if that has any impact at all on um, on what the lines are for the Raptors. I would have to say so because that's the only thing that you can explain some of these lines to. They've been favored in games recently where I don't think they should have been favored in. That game against the Hawks on the weekend, they were as much as seven-and-a-half-point favorites. And, and like I said, it's just – you. you, you Nobody who watches this team is going out and betting the Raptors minus seven and a half in that matchup against the Hawks. Hawks are a good shooting team, uh, and the Raptors have been their perimeter defense has just been been horrendous over the last month or so uh, since mid December. I think they ranked 27th in opponent three point shooting percentage. 
I don't know if that's because that that, that aggressive style they play is, is biting them in the butt too much, or they're just I, – I think I'm just not seeing the same efforts that I've seen on the defensive end of the board at, that we've been accustomed to over the past couple of years. Um, so there's, <laughs> there's just uh, – Books are just not seeing the the real Raptors at this point. And, and unfortunately, the real Raptors are uh, a team that we have to face for now. Yeah. Do you, do you wonder? And I mean, there's I, I doubt there's been a story about this or if there's any an, an analysis. So, Andrew, please feel free to just go. I don't know what a dumb question you're asking me cause. But I, I do wonder. I do wonder with the trade deadline less than a month away. And every day it's Gary Trent and Fred Van Vliet and Gary Trent, and Fred Van Vliet. And, and they're professionals. I'm sure they're very good at just compartmentalizing it and keeping it out of their heads. But I, I do wonder when the trade deadline gets closer. I wonder if that has any impact on players and then thus on any prop lines uh i don't know if it has an effect on the prop bet lines but i i'd say it is affecting their play in fred's case i think it sounds like a bit of a distraction gary seems to be wanting to up his trade value a little bit recently he's played a little better i would say of late but uh it it's a really interesting situation that the raptors have right now like it feels like the entire nba is just waiting to see when or if they blow it up I think with there's rumors coming out today that the Magic and the Suns are getting linked to Fred Van Vliet. He's got a player option after this year that he's definitely going to opt out of. I, I don't see him uh, – like, I don't think they have a choice but to move him because I don't see them re-signing him uh, the way things are going right now. And it's just uh, – like I said, I don't know if it has an effect on the numbers, but if you're following it closely, I think you can take advantage of those situations. So, moving to the game today, Scotty Barnes, three games with at least 21 points at 26 yesterday, and more importantly, had a season high in free throw attempts and is certainly looking more confident. He's looking more like the guy we saw late last year. I see his over-under is 14.5 points. I want to smash that over. His uh, combo for points, rebounds, and assists is 25.5. And, and, again, I want to take the over just because we've been seeing a better version of him. But maybe that's me, Joe Dumb fan over here, who wants to believe in Scotty Barnes. How say you, senior betting analyst with Covers.com? He, he makes me a little nervous just because he seems to be like – the catalyst of this Raptors comeback, uh, fake comebacks that you alluded to there. He plays pretty poorly for like three quarters, and then he just puts on a storm in the fourth sort of thing, and that's happened in a lot of games recently, so it makes me a little uneasy. He also has trouble against teams that have length, just like the Bucks do, so this is another reason to keep an eye on that status of Giannis for this game. Uh, but 14 and a half, um, I would take a stab at it just because there's a chance that Giannis doesn't play in this game. And I think we are seeing a concerted effort for the Raptors to get the ball into Scotty's hands more at this point, because I think they see a future in which he's going to be starting at point guard in a few weeks. So uh, you can hopefully take advantage of that before uh, books adjust to it. Uh, books adjust to him having the ball in his hands more regularly. Would you uh, tell people to grab any overs on Drew Holiday bets, and maybe it's already too late? Because I'm now uh, seeing the number at I'm now seeing the number at twenty one and a half. That's gone up for uh, for points today. Maybe look at a Grayson Allen or something. Just with uh, now, I'm not seeing Giannis anywhere. Uh, I'm I'm going to take uh, if you can find uh, 
I, I just put in a bet earlier this afternoon. Drew Holiday over two and a half made threes. He, uh, you could get that at plus money just a, a few moments ago. So hopefully that hasn't changed or come off the board. I'd really recommend that. He's shooting really well over his last eight games, 45% from three-point range. He's hit three or more six times over the last eight games. And like I said, the Raptors really struggling to defend the perimeter right now. Uh, and I think that's just a really solid bet at plus money tonight. Yep, I see that on FanDuel to, to make three three threes or more is plus 100 to make two is minus 310 or be like me and do the cowardly bet of the day drew holiday to make one three-pointer is minus 2200 <laughs> i love it very cowardly but very brave at the same thank time you. it takes thank a brave you. man thank to make to lay that amount of juice yeah they're a dumb man hey before we let you go andrew is there anywhere else uh, anything else you like tonight in the slate of uh, of nba games uh, I, I also like Joe Harris to go over his made threes prop tonight uh, with Katie out. Obviously, Kyrie Irving has seen um, a bump in his, his usage, uh, but uh, sports books are all over that one. They haven't really caught up to the fact that Joe Harris has taken like 16 threes over those two games um, where Durant has been out and you can get the over two and a half made threes that for him at plus money as well tonight against the Spurs, the Spurs ranked dead last in opponent three point shooting percentage. Ah. So that's, uh, that's one of my favorite plays on the board there tonight. And also if game script uh, holds out and the Nets, even without Kevin Durant have a big lead, then, you know, maybe see less Kyrie, more Harris, you know, so yeah, that's not a bad bet to keep an eye on. Hey, Andrew, always appreciate. Go to covers.com, read the man's work. It helps you get you set up if you're planning on placing any bets over the course of the day, a week, a month, or a year. Uh, thanks for joining the show today. Thanks, Matt. Good luck with all your bets. Thank you. You as well. It is Andrew Cayley, Senior Betting Analyst at Covers.com. All right, coming up on the other side, we are going to do our Tuesday Top 5 and our top five is Tom Brady's next steps. And here's my question for you, Josh. How many of yours are related to football? Ah, oh, Josh is probably still talking Sorry, with man. Andrew Cayley. No, no, you were talking to Andrew. I should have realized that. How many of your Tuesday Top 5s on Tom Brady yeah. are about football? Uh, three. All right, you got more than me. I only have two. We'll debate that next what is uh, Tom Brady's next step? Our Tuesday top five, our top five things we would love to see next from Tom Brady. Coming up right here on Gameplay. This is Gameplay on TSN 1050. See, that's a cool G, Daddy Ona. You got to let it ride. Embrace the odds. I want winners. It's King Kong Bundy always looking for that big five count. We do it every Tuesday. It is time now for our Tuesday Top 5. And let the Tom Brady speculation. It has begun after Tampa got blown out last night by the Dallas Cowboys. They're out of the playoffs. Dallas set to take on the 49ers. So our speculation begins. Our top five things we think Tom Brady's going to do. What do you got at number five, producer Josh? I had a lot of fun making these, Matt. These, this was really, I guess, interesting after yeah. after last night's loss for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like, where does Tom Brady go next? My number yes. five, right off in the sunset, 
I don't want yep. this to happen. Probably the most unlikely scenario for Brady, but I don't think he's going to just vanish away. But if there is an option that I had to put in, it would just it would just be relax. He goes off. You don't hear from him for maybe a good year or so. There's no media press conferences. There's no interviews. There's no talk with him. It's very unlikely, but I'm going to go right yeah. off in the sunset with my number five. Yeah, no, I, I was listening to the Dan Patrick show, and that was all their votes as well. My number five is Tom Brady ends up with the New York Jets. He goes to the place that Bill Belichick said thanks but no thanks and was the head coach of the Jets for like a day and then and then walked away from that team. He gets to be in the city of New York, still on the East Coast. You get Brees Hall at running back, Garrett Wilson, Cody Davis, Elijah Moore at wideout, Tyler Conklin at tight end, excellent D with Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, Quinnen Williams, and Carl Lawson. So my number five, Tom Brady. Sticks it to New England and goes to the Jets. That is uh, my. Uh, that is the fifth, the fifth highest thing I'd like to see him do. It wouldn't just stick to New England. It would just stick to the whole AFC East. To oh my God! In that division, oh. it's like a back. Brett Favre did it for a year. Why can't I do it? <laughs> that would be a nightmare for those teams. Even though the Bills yes. would be significantly better, gotta watch out for those damn Jets if Brady goes there. My yep. number four, the broadcasting route. There's been Tony Romo. There's been Drew Brees. Yes. The Manning yeah. cast. What a what a broadcast that is. Love it. Yep. Brady signed that 10-year deal with Fox for $375 million, most for an analyst in the sports media industry, Matt. So That's crazy. Right after he's done here, I think we're going to see him in the studio, possibly broadcasting games, which could be very soon. It could be as soon as next week, for all we know. So at my number four... Contribute to the media, have his own say, talk about the game, analyze. He's the best person to do it. My number four. Now that there's word that the Raptors are uh, looking to trade Fred Van Vliet, the Raptors are going to need someone who can still pass. I say Tom Brady decides to do something completely different. He becomes a backup point guard in the NBA. <laughs> and why not with the Toronto Raptors? It's like, hey, can you run? Not really. Uh, can you box out? No, but I'm fairly tall. Can you pass? Yep, I can pass. And there's Tom Brady with, with the uh, backup just throwing lobs to Precious Achua and Chris Boucher. Tom Brady, backup point guard for the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> I didn't expect that at all from you, Matt. Yeah. I was expecting maybe like a sport that he can play, like when he got drafted in, in Major League Baseball, maybe go that sure. route. But, may, oh, no, you know what? Scotiabank Arena will be absolutely going if Tom Brady they they would. On the goal. They would open with open arms. And from Michigan, a 45-year-old rookie, Tom Brady. Brady, Super Bowl champion, going to win an NBA yep. championship. How, how about that? By the way, hold on. Your voice there, you realize for a second you did 1930s announcer. And, hey, look at that. Here comes Tom Brady. Starting Doesn't just right lay there. on the... Not just the pigskin, he also likes the basketball as well. Oh, and anyway, in the left corner, maybe you should play boxing. Yeah, oh, yeah. start boxing. <laughs> you he, know, actually, Matt? he'd be bad at that. He doesn't know how to take a hit, and that's why he's played so long. He just always falls down at the right time. Yeah, basketball might be the route. 
<laughs> I'll stick on the, the football field, not, not for okay. the Toronto Raptors. I'm, I'm going to go with yeah. return to the Buccaneers. He's become a mainstay in Tampa. Ta- Tampa adjusted their salary cap strategies and situations. He already has chemistry with Evans, Godwin, that receiving corpse. The Buccaneers had some injuries on that offensive line that, that took him out. Jensen, Wirfs. So that was also a deciding factor on where Brady will go next. If health and cooperation and the chemistry in Tampa goes the right way, why not go for your eighth with Tampa? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I know. Everyone's like, I mean, why not stay there? There is a lot of talent on Tampa. I mean, Tristan Wirfs, uh, Levante David, uh, you know, all the receivers, young running back. There is a lot of talent on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. My number three. We saw him in Ted 2. Why not they do a remake or part two? The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, part two. But instead of Brad Pitt, it's Tom Brady. We joke about it all the time. The one man who defies time. The one man that shows that age is really just a number. And the normal laws of science doesn't affect him. My number three. We can bring back David Fincher, can come out and, and he can direct it. Maybe Kate Blanchett. She can reprise her role as Daisy. But I say Tom Brady is in the curious case of Benjamin Button, part two. Ooh. Isn't he in a movie that's coming out in February? 80 for Brady. He stars in that film. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, they you're go right. They go on that, like, wild like, road trip yeah, it, to, to see him play, right? Yes, he is a producer on that. That's like Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. Yeah, Rita uh, Rose in that yes. movie. Yes, eight, yes, Marie, yes. How do you how do you know about eighty for Brady? There's some research here. I'm not a big movie yeah. guy, but when it comes to I sports, know. I'm telling you, it, 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 yeah. <laughs> I can't make this up. It has to be a sports right. movie for me to to turn it on. Okay, that makes that makes sense. So if I said for you to name your top five Jane Fonda movies, that might be difficult. It would, but if she's in a sports right. movie, then I could probably name them. All right, all right. What do you got? It. What do you got at number two? <laughs> number two. It's similar to your number five, weigh the options and either sign with the Raiders or Jets. Uh, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport listed the Titans, Niners, Raiders, and then the Jets, Lions, Dolphins as potential teams to have Tom Brady on their roster. I hardly doubt half of these teams even get a conversation, but I'm going to go with the Raiders and Jets as my two yep. front runners. Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. Imagine that core receiving. And then... The re-sign of Josh Jacobs. They have a high pick in the draft. And you're playing in Vegas. So And you're, you're playing in Vegas. With, I think with yeah, the car yeah. My only concern there, the offensive line is horrible. It is so rough. That is that is my only concern that I would have with the Raiders. That but would yes. Hurt. There's a lot and, and of course you know, yeah, Josh McDaniels, that all makes sense. My number two, did you ever see the movie Catch Me If You Can with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks? Would you, you be disappointed did not. if I said no? Okay, I now okay, so my number two, what I Tom Brady's next step is he's gonna go and work for the government for financial fraud. Mm. For everyone listening who will get this reference, when Leonardo DiCaprio hooks up with Tom Hanks in the movie that is based on true life events, catch me if you can. Tom Brady, his investment in FTX was once valued at $45 million. It's now worth zero. So Tom Brady, spurned on by a financial loss, hooks up with the government to go after other 
Bitcoin companies and other shady companies and the next FTX out there. Tom Brady becomes a gumshoe working for the government, making sure the common man doesn't get defrauded out of their hard-earned money. Tom Brady for president. Put that in now. There you go. go. I'm going with the football one here. My number one closes career with a whole reunion with the San Francisco 49ers. There was always that debate after Brady was potentially done. He's retiring. Yeah. Then he unretired. Came back to Tampa. I legitimately thought with the tricky situation of Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo that Brady was going to go to his hometown and play. So I think yep. the only time that this would happen would be now. Close it off. Cap off your career in your in your home state. Yeah. And play for the team you enjoyed wa- watching growing up and looking up to. So I'm going with the 49ers. Close your career out there and then call it a career. And hang up those hang up those cleats. You and I have the exact same number one. My number one goes to the 49ers. Does it in the land of Montana and Steve Young? He gets to uh, push out Jimmy Garoppolo just like last time in New England years earlier. The 49ers trade away Trey Lance, get rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Brady stays there for two years. Tutors Brock Purdy, and he ends up winning a Super Bowl with the 49ers. In fact, I think Tom Brady should be allowed to join the team now and be ready. And it's a rematch. Tom Brady against the Dallas Cowboys two weeks in a row in the playoffs. Who doesn't want to see that? So much disparity even with the quarterback situation now. If the 49ers go in and potentially win the Super Bowl this year, imagine that story for Brady coming next year, maybe a back-to-back. Oh, my Never God. Never know. Crazy. Good job by you. Fun list of a Tuesday Top 5. And a reminder, there's a lot of movies you need to see. (laughs) Coming up on the other side, host of the Athletic Football Show and NFL writer for the Athletic, it is Robert Mays. We'll look back at some of our favorite things from the wild card round and look ahead to the divisional round. Coming up next, right here on Gameplay. This hour of Gameplay is brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 